powered by Riverside. Welcome back to week 12. We're glad you joined us on this beautiful Saturday morning after Thanksgiving. Uh, you got the OG crew today. It's me and Dave. Mike had a conflict, and it's good to have Dave back after a couple-week absence uh, to really give us his enlightening picks, especially after the incredible week that he had last week to get himself back to 500 on the year he had a second parlay hit while he was gone that away kid welcome back and thanks for joining us tonight yep glad to be back it's been been too long yeah so you had seven wins three losses last week 52 and 52 on the year back Back at that 500 I went uh, seven wins, five losses, 86 and 52 on the year. Mike had his team fade week going four and six, but he's still 61 and 42 with one parlay. Show as a whole, all together this year, 181 and 147 with three parlays that have hit pretty respectable, 57%. percent Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll get you some cash. Yeah, for sure. All right, so there are 12 games played between tomorrow and Monday night, and we are going to talk about 10 of them. You'll notice a trend. I have Mike's picks here. I'll just go ahead and say it. He's very heavy on the on the totals this week. The spreads are tight. Mm-hmm. A lot of what should be great football games, even if it's a couple bad teams because they're playing against each other. We've also have, let me count it here, one, two, three, three games with the totals below 40. Mm -hmm. But before we get into our first game, we had our first Black Friday game yesterday. And we've got to talk about some of this. The New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. That game... Two seconds left. The Jets just picked off Tua again. They go for the Hail Mary. No problem with the Hail Mary call. My, And I was listening to a lot of radio last night of people questioning Sala calling the Hail Mary. And this is my question to you, Dave, and I'll speak first on it. Do you have a problem with the call itself? Or are you like me and you have a problem with the effort given by your offense after the pick to go 99 yards nearly untouched, practically jogging till you get to midfield and it's like, oh shit, I can go. They're not chasing me to get that 99-yard touchdown. That's my problem, not the play call itself, the effort from the offense and them not playing complimentary football to where the defense has played very well. Your offense is your problem. You get a turnover with the ball in the 30-yard line. You can't get anything out of it. You've got a 99-yard pick six at half where your offense gives up on even trying to make a tackle. Mm -hmm. That's my problem. I'd like to know your thoughts on that one. Yeah, you know, I didn't think too much of it. I mean, you have to throw the Hail Mary. 
the offense can't do anything, so you got to see if something crazy will happen. Um, like Salah said, I think it's just very unfortunate. I mean, you you did have a lot of players from both sides of the, of the ball downfield. Uh, so what? They get an interception, but how many times a year do you see that play go for 99? It was just a very – yeah. I mean, I saw some – some guys kind of slow up, but I also did see a post about Garrett Wilson ran 170 yards, I think, trying to take the guy back down mm-hmm. just with the route he took. So as a whole, that whole team's probably got some issues. You know, there's some effort that's going to be going away with, you know, not winning and just the culture. But I thought of it more as just a very unfortunate uh, series of, event- of events there. But it was very kind of cool to watch. Yeah, Miami did not play their best game. No. no. But I'll tell you, it's not on our sheet here. I had probably my bet of the year. Went very heavy on Miami. This is one you wouldn't expect for me to take. I had Miami to win each quarter. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There were, there's another group that I was talking with. They're like, yeah, we got Miami first half and Miami end uh, of game winner. I went, no. I've got them winning every quarter, and they did. So did that pick then win you that quarter? Because they probably weren't winning the quarter, were they? Or well, it was tied? It, they were. I mean, it was 10-6. So it's, they were leading at the end of every quarter. Oh, it wasn't like each quarter itself? No, it was, uh, are they winning? It? Did they win, or were they winning bell to bell? Yeah, yeah, they controlled the entire, yeah. The only yeah. part I sweat was the first quarter when they kicked the field goal with like three minutes left. Yeah, that is true, because they should have <laughs> scored before that, yeah. But, you know, that that paid out nicely. But let's right. get into our first Sunday game. Six and four Bengals, or sorry, five and five Bengals will be hosting the six and four Steelers. This at noon on CBS. Pittsburgh favored by one here, 35 and a half the total. Rough news for the Bengals with Joe Burrow going down. Um. That's why Pitt's the favorite. Pitt is uh, the scrappy team. We've talked about it at length over the past couple weeks. But there's too much to me. There's too much firepower on that Bengals team. And even how they've played of late, um, it's basically a pick them at one point. So give me Cincinnati money line in that one. Dave, uh, what do you think of the Steelers and Bengals? Yeah, obviously the Burrow news was was uh, not good. Uh, the guy that came in for him afterwards, you know, made some nice throws, made some throws that looked a little scared last week. Uh, so I, I just can't trust him enough, even though it's hard for me to trust the one of the worst offensive units in football with the Steelers. Uh, Canada going away is probably, I don't, in my mind, I mean, yeah, it helps for Steelers fans, but... I don't know if much is going to change. So it'll be interesting to see how the play the play calling is with him gone. But I'm going to ride the Steelers here just because, you know, even though Kenny hasn't been good, I'm going to trust him over a guy that's been on the bench for a while. So give me Steelers minus one. Mike's with you with, with Pittsburgh minus one. Um, my key to the game, if I'm I'm talking to the Bengals here, is you have to get up early on this team. You leave them around late in the second half, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, they only show up in the fourth quarter. No. You shut that door in the first half, you'll be all right. Yeah. 
Next noon one, the seven and three Jaguars at the six and six Texans. This is going to be a hell of a football game to me. Mm-hmm. Noon on CBS again, Jacksonville favored by one. And this is tied for our second, or it's tied for our highest point total of the week at 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. Vegas expecting points to be scored in the dome in Houston. Um, I am a creature of habit. Yes, the Texans have played very good football. But ride the Jags while they're hot. I wrote them when they were down while Urban Meyer was there just destroying his kickers and his own reputation. I'll ride them when they're on a high. Give me Goldilocks minus one and a half in this football game. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you here. I don't know what Mike has, um, but I'm going to take the Jags minus one and a half. Uh, had a nice rebound after the just absolute blowout to the 49ers a couple weeks ago. Um, they're just a team that I can see. I mean, Houston's played well. CJ Stroud is literally in the race for any award this year. He's playing unbelievable. Um, he's going to face a good defense again. Uh it's hard to say experience might get to. I, I don't think so. I just think it's going to be the Jags are, are more of a playoff team than the Texans to me. And I think it's very obvious to say that, even though the Texans have looked really good. Uh, I like the Jags here uh, and Stroud not playing quite as good as he has. So this is the first one of seven of the totals that Mike picked. Seven okay. of his ten picks are of the I'm, total. I'm going to say is, you went under. He is under 48 and a half. Yeah, I knew that was coming. You know what? Throw that one on for me, too. Give me the under as well. Oh, you're doing a little double dip? Yeah. He just bit you, Mike. (laughs) Six and four Buccaneers at the five and five Colts. Indy by two and a half. Another high total in this one. Our third highest total of the week. 44 in this football game and I don't know how they come to 44 in this game but uh, this will be my first of three double dips just because I don't understand how you get to 44 Um, in Menchu we trust in Baker we don't so give me the Colts minus two and a half and the under in this football game I'm surprised Mike is, o- said, Mike is over 44. Yeah, I'm on the same page with Mike here. And I'm going to take the Bucks two and a half. I'm double dipping again. Uh, I think, I mean, I could be way off, but the Bucks probably have a little more to play for this season with the division and, and everything than the Colts. Um, but the trend for the Colts in the last five weeks probably I mean, they gave up 38 points or whatever to the Browns at home. Mm-hmm. They gave up plenty of points and at least a couple couple other points or, or games. Um, for a defense that has the whatever, people always say the Colts have a good defense. It, it is, uh, but, you know, it's pretty inconsistent. And I can see the Bucks putting up at least at least 20 or plus here more. Same with uh, – with uh, the Colts, they got Josh Downs coming back, which is a big speedster for them, and Jonathan Taylor starting to play better and more. So uh, I like the over here, uh, especially with it being 
in Indianapolis in the Dome. Weather will not be a factor. We'll see how this one plays out Sunday afternoon. Five and five Saints at the six or four and six Falcons. I cannot read tonight. Atlanta favored by one at home, <clears throat> 42 the total. And this football game, Derek Carr expected to play, clearing concussion protocol. Uh, me and Mike are together on this one. These offenses, uh, we've talked about the Falcons at length, how uh, they do things very different down there, not what you would expect with their playmakers. And the Saints offense really has struggled this year. Uh, to be consistent. So yeah. with that, um, I don't know what's going to show up. And Mike is on the same page with me here. Let's give us the under 42 in this football game. All right. Third straight game. I'm double dipping. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I'm going to be done. You've done this so little this year. I know. I tried to control myself. Um, this game sucks. Like to pick. Like, it's another close line. It's, uh, did you say it's in Atlanta? In Atlanta with Atlanta minus one. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Atlanta's sloppy sometimes. They play physical. Uh, really to me just depends how Derek Carr plays. If, Mm -hmm. If he's able to keep the ball out of their hands, uh, they can win this game. It should be a pretty good game. I'm going to take the Saints money line, hoping Carr plays better. I saw Ritter's going to play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he showed his spurts where he's been good, but, you know, he's made some really dumb mistakes like a rookie. But, uh, yeah, Saints money line, I'm going to take the over here because I just have that feeling it's going to be a shitty game that shouldn't be a lot of scoring that ends up going way over the total somehow. So give me mm-hmm. the over. <laughs> Dave wants to see points in Atlanta. <laughs> this is a game that I wish we could have got together and talked about the games yesterday or the games on Thursday and Friday because this is one I don't want to talk about at all. Two and eight Patriots at the three and eight Giants. God. Yeah. Speaking good. of, since we're talking about MetLife. It bit another Achilles today. Yeah, I saw that. Very clear pop. Non-contact. Turf is that turf is a problem, but New England is favored by three and a half here. Thirty-four and a half being the total. To me, this is like the Iowa-Nebraska line that yep. the total in that one was twenty-four and a half, and the under still hit. Mm-hmm. Just trash. Mike and I are split here. I hate this game. I'm not going to waste our airtime on it, at least from my perspective. You do you. I'm under in this garbage football game, under 34 and a half. I can hear Mike in my ear right now, even though he's not with us. Anytime you give me a total under 35, I'm hitting the over and I'm hitting the over hard. And he is over 34 and a half in this game. Dave? I feel like. I feel We're like any time it's under 35, you should always hit the under because right? there's a reason. Yeah. So give me the under 34 and a half. Nothing, nothing to say here. Garbage. High school football. Yeah. 
the the Giants offense is atrocious. DeVito looked pretty good last week. That's the only thing I'll say. Okay, the O line's still garbage. I know. Yeah, trust me. Homie lives on his back. Yeah. Literally. It's like he's in a brothel in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Seven and three Browns. Speaking of seven and three Browns at the five and five Buccaneers. First late game that we'll talk about. Denver favored by one and a half. The red hot Denver Broncos. And God, I threw up in my mouth saying it. 35, the total in this football game. Deshaun Watson, done for the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going <laughs> to hurt to say. Stop. Russ has cooked. No, not really. <laughs> not really. They went through a good stretch of their schedule. I, uh, yeah. I still could make the argument that the Chiefs-Broncos game was a reverse tank on our part to mess with their draft position. True. <laughs> Knowing that we should be okay. Uh, but give me Denver. Minus one and a half in this game, and Mike and I are split once again. This normally means one of us doesn't have a good week, but he is Cleveland plus one and a half in this game. Dave? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch the teams here. I'm gonna take another under under thirty five. Uh, the Browns have the best defense in the NFL statistically, uh, and that matched up against Russ with a lot of pressure. Miles Garrett. That's a big man mm-hmm. in his face all night long, all day long. It, I'm going to say Russ. I'm not saying this as a bet, but he, he's going to turn it over probably twice, a fumble and probably. an interception. Uh, low scoring without Deshaun. Even with Deshaun, they don't score points. Without him, they score less. So give me under 35. I think it's all day. It might it might be under 30 for sure. You know what's really scary right now is that Denver defense. They have had three plus turnovers their last four games. As long as there's none for six, I'm I'm not worried about my my choice here. But yeah, the, I mean they play good football. The offenses mm-hmm. look better. The defenses played like they normally do the last few years. Um, but Russ going up against this defense, that he could hand it right back. Yep. Yeah. Two incredible three twenty five games this week. If you look at the broadcast map, it's split right down the middle of the country. But let's start with our boys first. The 7-3 and three Chiefs at the 5-6 and six Raiders. Big news coming out from Vegas that Max Crosby is doubtful for this game. That is huge for the Chiefs and a tough blow to the D-line of the Raiders. That is the heart and soul of that defense. Pat Mahomes is probably loving that, that he's not going to have to watch... Watch out for that ball to be taken out of his hand in his windup. Yeah. Kansas City favored by eight and a half here, though, 43 being the total. You know, we were at the Eagles game last weekend, Mike and I, and uh, two turnovers in the red zone. Kelsey with a fumble, Mahomes with a very bad pick in the end zone, mm-hmm. and uh, dropped balls in. I will say it was a cold and wet condition, but your professionals paid millions of dollars, so you only get so much leeway in that. But if you really think about it, the Chiefs are two drop balls away from being 9-1. and one. They could be, yeah, yeah. 
the loss to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Drops in that one as well. And the MVS drop against the Eagles where both teams played sloppy. Again, in wet, cold conditions, but a, you're expected to play in that. Mm-hmm. Um, the The receivers have to figure that out. The defense is something we have not talked about in Kansas City for many years. Being something that would hold, be a an asset to that team. That defense is 100% the asset this mm-hmm. year so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The O-line's played well. Pat Mahomes, I, I can't really doubt a man that puts the ball in your hands and mm-hmm. you drop it. The six receivers on that roster, and frankly, Kelsey has had his fair share of them as well. You've got to squeeze that fucker. This is a game to bounce back against a division opponent that you know very well in what is candidly known as Arrowhead West. (laughs) If you want to be back there in February, you have to figure that out now. So the total in this game is 43. I am on the under, but I'm also on the Chiefs minus eight and a half because that Raider offense not great either. They're doing what their their win streak was deceptive because it was against bad teams. Mm-hmm. Both New York teams. Okay. You bullied up on teams that can't move the ball. Okay. Now let's play a team that has a defense that can destroy you in the air. I want to go back to the Eagle game. What surprised me most out of that game was the complete abandonment of our run game in the second half. We went 20 carries for 200 and, or for 130 yards on the ground in the first half. And you come out in the second half and run the ball 10 times for 46? Come on, Andy. You got you to gotta run the damn ball. Is that Andy or is that Nagy? Andy has ultimate play calling decision. Okay, I was going to say, maybe you guys are just going through the naggy effect right now. We'll run his ass out of town so damn fast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the same page with you. I'm, I'm not going to touch the total, but I'm, I'm going to take Kansas City minus eight and a half here. It's just a great, I, I've said it a couple times this year, and they've still won the game's when I have said it's a good comeback, you know, bounce back week, they haven't covered uh, eight and a half a lot, but this is a team they should win by 10 in my mind, you know, nine out of 10 times, whether mm-hmm. on the road or at home, uh, they're starting a rookie. You guys have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Uh, he hasn't looked good. If you get pressure on him, he's throwing picks. He, you know, he's holding on to the ball. It, the defense should just, for itself, win the game. And then if, if the mm-hmm. offense can play mediocre, you guys win by 14-plus in my mind. So so give me eight and a half here. It's a big it's a big game, whether you just win by three or win by 20. You can set the tone because it's – the offense to not score in the second half for two weeks straight, is that correct? Yep. That's embarrassing. It is. You know, I mean, it's – you guys outplayed the Eagles by a lot, I thought – Hurts did not look that great to me. He's hurt, I think, still. Um, he, I mean, those the one pick down the field to Brown was very questionable. Mm-hmm. Horrible. 
Um, I just thought you guys outplayed them. I mean, yeah. it's just a tough one to swallow there, but they're win. They got the dub and you just move on. But, um, yeah, you got to figure something out. I'd like to see them get the ball to Rice a little more. Yes. Uh, he's fast. He's done good things with the ball. Kelsey will come around. He's fine. Maybe it's just because Swift, he wasn't there. Um, but, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Just minus eight and a half here, and I think I think they'll win by two touchdowns. Mike is over 43 in this game, and uh, you're going to have to check me on this. But the Chiefs are averaging. Actually, you don't even have to check me on this. Going into this game last week against the Eagles, the Chiefs were averaging 5.3 points per game in the second half. You're sub five points in the second half now after putting up none against the Eagles. You can't do that. You've got to be able to put an opponent away. Mm Mm-hmm. We talk about that plenty. You have to be able to put them away. And to do that, you've got to score in the second half. You've got to be able to score when it counts. Sometimes you don't have to take that home run. That was my thought on the NVS throw. Yes, he was open. But that was our second shot play in a row. Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to keep running the ball to open up the field for him. So. All right, second late game. Bills at their six and five record at these nine and one Eagles. Eagles are favored by three and a half, 48 the total here. Um, yes, the Eagles, we've talked about it. They wanted Arrowhead. They didn't look great. The Bills have not looked great for most of the season, mostly due to Josh Allen and turnovers. That Eagles defense is no slouch either. No. He has to come prepared. He has to look at his check down. He's got to be able to do that if the Bills even have a, a chance to win this football game. And being in Philly does not help anything with that. Give me Philly minus three and a half. Mike has the under 48 and a half. All right. We're all different here. I'm going to take the Bills three and a half. This is a big, big game for both teams, especially the Bills, though. They really need, if they could come in and get a W. You know, I don't know exactly where they're sitting. I know they're not They're not winning the division, right? Are they? Mm-mm. No. Miami is. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, massive game for them. I like the Bills plus three and a half. They're going to keep it close. I'm kind of hoping to see the old Josh Allen, not the old, but just the non-turnover Josh Allen that, that we like to watch. Um, I see a big game coming out of him. The Eagles did not look as good. I know the conditions weren't great like we talked about. Uh, I'm gonna my, my hot take right now is I don't understand the Jalen Hurts MVP conversation right now. I don't either. He's a hell of a player. He's not having the season he was last year. Um, some of the picks he's thrown this year are just god-awful. Uh, and he's playing hurt. That's just part of it right now. So he's not the same player he is at the start of the year. Um, and you can just see that when he's playing, I think. You know, mm-hmm. He's grimacing. He's slower. His acceleration isn't there. Uh, so give me the Bills plus three and a half. This, this is going to be a really good game. Uh, but I just don't see the Eagles playing like they did versus the Chiefs and sneaking out of another W. 
One thing that surprised me watching Jalen, this was the first time I got to watch him in person. That man squats so low before us now. Yeah. I didn't realize it. You know, our seats are in the end zone. And when they were down on our end, going away from us, I was like, my God, he's as low as the lineman. Yeah. Lower, probably. But yes, as far as playoff conversation, the Bills are actually on the outside looking in. Yeah, that's what I thought. But let's go to Sunday night football. Eight and three Ravens at the four and six Chargers. Baltimore by three and a half here. A little surprising there. 48 being the total uh, in this one. Baltimore, uh, I have said on this show that I feel like they are frauds. I, I stand by that. They have the number one seed in the AFC right now. I, I don't see that playing out for the remainder of the season. Um, that being said, the Chargers are not there either. Uh, I think Baltimore does go to nine and three this week, and so I will take them minus three and a half. Jenny or Mike is under forty eight. Uh, yeah, I'm on the same page with Mike here. Uh, I don't want to touch the teams. The Chargers are underperforming. Uh, I guess you would say. Uh. The biggest thing for me with the Ravens, how how are they going to respond with Andrews out for the rest yep. of the year? Uh, yep. They have a couple good receivers. Their backup, uh, Isaiah Likely, is a good tight end, but he's not Mark Andrews. He's a huge part of that offense. So I want to kind of see how they look this week without him uh, for an entire game. Uh, a good opportunity for the Chargers to come in and get a big-time win. Um uh, I don't know how they're four and six or whatever they are or five. It's something shitty. Um, but I don't think Baltimore's fraud. I think they're the real deal, but we'll see this game. I'm going to take the under, uh, Baltimore's defense is really good and and maybe they can slow down, uh, or chargers can slow down Baltimore without Andrews. All right. Monday night football, your three and eight Chicago bears at the six and five Vikings, Minnesota and Josh Dobbs, the astronaut favored by three and a half. 43 the total here. This will be my hot take of the week. Give me the Bears money line and that under. I like it. I'm taking Mike has has Minnesota minus three and a half. Well, someone's going to be wrong. Um, I'm going to take the Bears plus three and a half here. Uh, You know, there's not much to say about the Lions game. Everyone knows what happened, but there is one. 100%. Um, The defense got three takeaways. I thought Justin played really good, played smart, kept the ball in his hands. They ran him for the first time this year. He ran for over 100, threw for almost 200. Uh, No no turnovers, really, except the last play. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they should have won that ball game. I felt bad for him because he played way – Way more than, or way good, or too good not to win. Mm. Um, it was just embarrassing. I think that's a lot of coaching and uh, being not aggressive on the offensive side when you had a chance to put the game away. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. Bears plus three and a half. I think the uh, Josh Dobbs, he's done a hell of a job. I think that kind of exciting tour is going to start sl- fading away a little bit. So I tend to agree. Let's go into our bets of the week. And, man, with these close games, the 
the odds skyrocketed. We cannot call Mike's a wet noodle bet of the week, even though it is only four picks when the rest of us pick five. So I will start with him. Mike comes in four picks plus 1126 odds. All right. He's got Pittsburgh money line against the Bengals. He's got Cleveland money line against the Broncos. He's got the Rams money line and he's got the Bills game under 48 and a half. For the crazy danda parlay of the week, this one might be the highest one I've ever had, and I was trying to put something together that I think would win. I think I feel comfortable with it, but again, everything's so tight this week, it could go sideways or could head right down to the Monday night game. So let's go into it. Plus 2,331 odds. But you're going to listen to these and understand them. We've got Jags money line, Bengals money line, Broncos to win, Eagles to win, and the Bears to win. The Bears are the only plus team there. Yeah. Even Even though the Bengals are favored by a point, they're still negative odds to win the game. Yeah, that makes zero sense. But let's go into the sicko teaser of the week that has been our most successful one this season. What do you got for us? Uh, I got another plus seven, 250 odds. Uh, starting with the Chiefs bought down to minus one and a half. Bills plus 10. Bears plus 10. Denver, Cleveland under, 30, under 43 and a half. And Bucks plus nine and a half. That is the sicko teaser of the week. Bucks like plus it. nine and a half, you said? Mm-hmm. Plus nine and a half. All right. We've got it. This. We'd like to thank you for joining us again on this Saturday as you start to prep for football season. But this has been another edition of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. We will talk to you next week as we prepare for week 13. Yep.